All around Ireland, thousands of people keep chickens. And not just your average farmyard chickens, but purebred chickens of all shapes and sizes. Forget about which came first, chicken or egg. There's now over 400 individual breeds of chicken, many of which are wandering around Ireland today. Each year, the chicken breeders of Ireland come together to compete at the Irish Society of Poultry Fanciers National Show, the place where chickens become national champions. Hi, I'm Jenny O'Mara, and I'm married to Willie O'Mara. Hi, I'm Willie O'Mara, and I'm married to Jenny O'Mara. Just the two of us, yeah. Well, and a few chickens and a couple of dogs. Last January, I began to follow a couple from South Tipperary, from just outside the village of Feathered. As in feathered, as in chicken. Anyway, with the national competition taking place in mid-February, the weeks beforehand were a hive of activity. Preparing for the show and for their next batch of chicks. Hey, Willie. I'd first met Jenny and Willie a couple of months earlier. Huh? When I'd bought some chickens off them myself. <laughs> they live in a wooden chalet on about two acres of ground with over 60 coaching chickens. I'll explain that one later. A couple of very loud geese and some call ducks. There's lots of gates and lots of chicken wire. What are you getting on? And lots and lots of chickens. Plenty wet, isn't it? You're well geared up. All geared up, eh? Hi, Jenny. How are you? Good, and you? Good. Good nice to see you. Job. Likewise. It's been a while. It has. You have to see the new addition. In this place, almost all the chickens get names. Do you remember him? I do. Remember how poorly he was? Yeah. He's lovely now, isn't he? My God, he's really after coming good. Buddy. How does he? Buddy. Ah. Buddy is his name now. You see, the last time I was here, Buddy, a cuckoo coachin, had been a very sick chick. But after a few months of Jenny hand-feeding him porridge each morning before she went to work, he eventually came good. Now, Buddy is well on his way to becoming a showbird. After some chicken talk, we head into a shed that is sometimes a hatchery, sometimes a nursery, but at this time of the year, the place where Jenny and Willie's nine best showbirds are nicely tucked away from the winter elements in preparation for the national show. Oh, it's all done up. This snazzy now. Yeah. Come on out. Come on, Papi. Come on, out you go. Jenny and Willie's chosen breed are cochins. That's C-O-C-H-I-N. Come on, out you go. A big fluffy bird, feathered from head to toe, that originated in China. And when I say feathered from head to toe, I mean they look as if they're wearing Ugg boots. Is he fabulous? My God, he's after a wash though, is he? Yeah. We're in here looking at their nine best birds, a mix of cocks and hens. Now in the cochin breed, big is good. In fact, very big is good, almost huge. In show terms, you're looking for heavy but not fat birds, straight toes, lovely straight red combs and long red wattles. And think of the fluffiest, softest cushion you've ever seen. Well, that's the kind of asses these birds have. So who did all this? So Willie did it. <laughs> Inside in the shed, all along one wall, Willie has built ten boxes. Victor number one. Yeah. On two levels, like bunk beds, I suppose. About two foot wide, three foot deep, and three foot tall. Really long as really. How about we brought a week? You built it, I didn't. And so nine heads look out from their cages, 
strutting their stuff inside. We have uh, Buff Coach and Cockrell. He's two years old now, and this will be his second year showing. He's one of my favorites. And he's actually done quite well. He's only been bet once. And then in here we have a silver partridge, and that's kind of a, I don't know, it's a lacy color. And then in the back you have a cuckoo hen, and she's the black and white stripes. And these are all a specific breed. They're all cochins. It's just like, it's like a dog that, you have dogs that come in different colors. Labradors that are golden and black labs, and so the cochins just come in all different colors. Same breed, different colors. Then we have another buff hen here, and then we have a mottled, which is a black bird with white polka dots, and she showed last year at the Young Birds show and won her class. Mm. I was very happy with her. She's lovely. This fella here, he's my blue boy. He showed once already and he was second in his class and this is my black boy and he's only he's only a baby he's only about nine or ten months old so he is going to be huge when he finishes growing and this will be his his very first show like at full height these what 18 inches at least i'd say about 20 inches honey yeah the real big boys get about he's about 18 inches now he'll grow another two or three inches in height and at, at, when he gets to his peak say what would his weight be 16 pounds 18 pounds? When he's saying full show and full everything, it'll be about 18 pounds in weight. He'll be massive now. He'll probably end up being one of our biggest cockerels. So he, these are the nine you're showing, are they? These are the nine we're showing, yep. So a few of them have already had their baths. And he's had his bath, he's had a bath, he's had a bath, but he's gonna get done again because he got himself all dirty. And we're gonna do the blue fella. We were going to do one of the heads, but we said, nah, we can have fun with the blue one. <laughs> the show chicken world is the same as any sporting or competitive arena. It's taking part that counts. No one wants to lose. This is about winning and breeding champions. And so over the next few weeks, Jenny and Willie go flat out in preparation give their chickens every opportunity to become national champions. Willie works from home, spending most of his time with the chickens. He's a kind of one-man chicken building machine. He builds all the chicken coops, the hatching pens for expectant mothers, the nursery pens for newborn chicks, and the holding cages to keep their showbirds in tip-top shape. And yes, he's cracked about his chickens, he just doesn't get his feathers ruffled up as much as Jenny. Grand. There's a bit of work in them, like a bit of work down what's outside there, all right, but oh, that's grand. I like away. They lay away and root away. It's grand as long as you can keep them out of the workshop. <laughs> they, they knock down the radio or the, the paint at the times there, but it's grand. They just go around the place, like they're always up to something. They're kind of a society of their own, they're like they're <laughs> they all have their own different characters. The three reds, John, Mar and Frankie, they're just unreal. They are the three first ones that come there. They're named after friends of ours. They're just gas, aren't they? They are. And Shamey, like, Jesus, when Shamey is gassed the way he has to wait on the goal lane, then he gets. <laughs> gets, gets <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, even the humpy gets caught with Shamey, <laughs> as clever as she is. <laughs>
Shamey, in case you're wondering, is a small little cock, only about one pound in weight. He's a Pekin breed. All his lady friends are considerably taller and bigger than he is. The only chance he gets to have his wicked way is to wait until the hens are nice and low to the ground. When they're laying an egg, Shamey's eyes light up and he seizes his opportunity. Outside near his workshop, Willie begins to introduce some of the characters around here. That's Humpy, is it? That's Humpy. She's announcing that she's going laying. Is she? <laughs> Between her and there's a small little peak in there. Jesus, the lies out of what they're going laying. It's unreal. Oh, they have to tell you they're going to lay an egg like? Well, they do. Them two do, for some reason, whatever it is. Humpy is called Humpy because she has a spinal deformity. Jeez, there's something off looking at her, isn't there? Adler, the tail is gone, like, we don't know what it is. I reckon it's the tail. <laughs> She's a, we- a weird looking shape. <laughs> it's like she got a belt of a shovel down the back of the head or on the back is, of the yeah. <laughs> put the back off her. But she was only like, a week older that would be got her, like. <laughs> yeah? We didn't know what kind of it would turn out to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. I don't guess. You'd fall in love with Humpy. It was impossible not to. The idea was to come here and record something about some of the fanciest show-off prize chickens in Ireland, all proud and puffed up. And in the middle of it all, this bockety little red hen kept butting in. <coughs> and there's at least one house in each pen, if not more, is there? Oh, there is, yeah. Some of the houses, no, or there's two in them. There's even three gone into that one. She was cut down smaller again. And... Because now is the time really where the breeding starts to kick in. It is, yeah. She's a few few others gone in already, like for birds and for the eggs and all that. Wow. There's not much romance when it comes to chickens. The cocks may walk around like gigolos, but they're a bit of a thug when it comes to seduction. Pouncing on top, grabbing the hens by the back of the neck and giving them a quick rub. Then off to the next one fertilising each hen as they go. For the past few weeks, Jenny has been collecting up her eggs, ready for the incubator, and hopefully a new generation. Moving from the yard into Jenny and Willie's log timber house, the romance levels are much higher. We met in, we, we actually met in the pub. Yeah, in Butler's, Butler's Sports Bar and Feathered. I was in having a pint after work and Willie sat down and started chatting to me, asked me out to the movies. I said, yeah, and we've been together ever since. He likes his horror movies and he forced me to watch a few. We went into Clamell for, what was that stupid movie? The Ring. Yeah. Scared the life out of me, he fell asleep. It wasn't the stupidest Seabiscuit in our films. We have very different tastes in movies. We get on good. Yeah, she... Just good crack to be around, not if I... Just always on the go, like always seems to like to be busy, busy, you know, like a way. Doesn't take anything too serious, that's for sure. <laughs> and likes the hens, the dogs, loves animals, like you could say. We're married eight years. Yeah, I think it's eight years. Together nine. Yeah. Ten. Ten? Yeah. Anyway, t- for a long time. I don't know, we just kind of similar interests and both like to travel and both like to be outside and He's a bit shy until you get to know him. And once you get to know him, he's grand. He loves his animals. He's work, he always works hard. 
always, he's the hardest working man I've ever met in my life. And he loves the old dogs and the, like the two dogs around the place. And he loves the old hens, even though he does give out about them occasionally. And he's a nice guy too, and he's very cute. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> so when you're starting off with a with a hen house now, what what are the things you're thinking about? Oh, just easy to clean them, weather the whole lot. Like, right away. Yeah. Who's this lady after following us in? That's that's Frankie. <laughs> Called after one of the lads inside the town. <laughs> does he know that? Oh, he does, yeah. Oh, Frankie. Yes, she's gone now. Oh, she is. That's red, that just keeps bawling the whole time. Yeah. Don't know if it's constipated or what it is. It's gone on the last three years before. <laughs> she's on a reef, she's starting down a minute. Brother of God. They all have their own personality, obviously. Odd yap, yeah. Odd just yap. Especially them ones, like Jenny hasn't been completely spoiled. Maybe she just go and dig it. We're a bit of company, obviously, for you and anyway, with all the callers. Oh, just there, yeah. Great company. Then, plus, when you're getting the eggs, then you know what you're eating. Because you're feeding them yourself. Yeah. It's big difference. It's a lovely little house now. That's for what? Three birds or something? Yeah, she's for three birds. That's a fella called for that. It's a touristy. So you'll be tipping away here all day? Yeah, nothing else to do. It's the way it is. And would you have been a handyman or a carpenter before this? Like, Oh, handyman. Just doing all the small jobs and that. Tipping away. You had a hand for it, as they say. Yeah. Oh, that's the boss, Shamey. <laughs> He's still on patrol, <laughs> looking after his women. <laughs> she just loves to climb. Who's that now? That's Frankie again. She was up on your top shelf. Up on the top shelf, looking for a place to lay an egg. <laughs> Inside the radio. <laughs> oh, it's possible. <laughs> Any place at all, they don't care. <laughs> they just go up. And where would you where would you find egg, eggs now inside here in your workshed? Any place, more or less. Any place you could find them, wherever they can find a spot, they'll just sit down and lay. You nearly know them all by name at this stage, yeah? I would out around here, yeah. Especially the ones like. Why this around the workshop here? These would be more or less your pets, is it? Yeah, they're the pets. As Jenny calls them, lifers. They're there for life. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else is breeding or passing through, or whatever. Yeah, more or less. Oh, sure, they're all there for life as well, but she won't let them go too easy. Yeah. So a lot of time goes into them. Otherwise, yeah, especially that amount of birds like. If you clean them out once a week, water them, feed them. You always have to be checking the water. You drink a lot of water. With the national championship just a week away now, Jenny and Willie are putting all their care, love and attention into their show chickens. And the excitement factor is building too. Because in late January, their first batch of fertilised eggs this year went into their incubator. 21 days are marked out in the calendar. The due date is two days after the national show. Until then, it's a waiting game. Incubator's in here. It's loud as can be. I'll turn it off here. 
It's just a cut. It's just a cheap manual one. It's due to start hatching on the twentieth. It's due to yeah the twentieth. Yes, we should start hatching out. We label all the eggs as to what they are, so we can tell who's fertile and who's not, and which pen they come out of. Like this says Tim. Tim was second at the big show, and this will be one of his little babies. We just turn it twice a day, let it cook away, hope for the best. And so there's what? There's probably two dozen eggs inside there now at the moment. There'd be about 50 of them in there. Is there? Yeah, be about 50. And what would you be looking? How many chicks? Um, You'd be hoping for about 40. The Cochins sometimes have a very um, low hatch rate. But I've been lucky with the breeders I've dealt with and the birds I've gotten. They tend to have a higher hatch rate and a higher... They're higher fertility anyway, which is grand. So if if your incubator isn't right, nothing's going to hatch. I grew up in Feathers in the Green. There are three, three brothers, Paul, Pat, Dermot, and the mother, Joan, uh, working on the buildings, around the buildings all my life and that. And met Jenny then and settled down. Jenny works in Ballydoyle Stables with the horse trainer Aidan O'Brien. And it's horses that brought it to Ireland, not chickens. Well, I'm American by birth. I was born in Pennsylvania and grew up in Washington State. And the father's job kind of took us off around the States quite a bit. Then I went to university, got bored in school and decided to do something foolish and follow the racehorses around the, the country. And I got a bit bored with that at home. And I said, oh, I'd come over to England for three months and go to Ireland for three months, just a bit of a holiday, extended work and holiday. Lasted six weeks in England, and that was about 15 years ago, and been here ever since, met Willie, got married, and just built a little house and have a few hens. <laughs> and it just kind of seemed like a, the thing to do. Chickens have always been in Jenny's life, since an early age. Both grandparents always had the hens around the place growing up, and then we had uh, Pete and Sheila, who were two ducks. Willie, on the other hand, didn't strike me as the kind of man that doted on chickens. That's until he met Jenny. No, just dogs is all we ever had. And the mother had a canary at once. That was <laughs> <laughs> as near as it comes to chickens, but no, never chickens. The last few years, and they're grand. They're good around the place. Yeah, but wasn't it a good idea when I said, honey, let's just get three little red hens? Oh, it was, yeah. It's a great idea, babe. We're getting the houses and all out of it now, so... Yeah. It's in pieces. A lot of travelling. After a quick cuppa in the kitchen, we'll leave the developing eggs behind us in the darkened utility room and begin to make our way towards the main bathroom of the house, where earlier I'd gone in to relieve myself and noticed a big wooden stool standing in the shower. What's up with you? Are you going for a bath? Where's he, been, where's he going to have his bath? In here. I'll show you. This is showtime, or rather bath time for showtime. In the winter, in the winter time, because it's cold out. Because ahead of every national championships... We bring him into the house and do him in the house. Jenny will give a full wash and blow dry... Because it's too cold outside. ...to every one of her show chickens. This just kind of gets nice and wet... 
because now the next thing. Now, if you told anybody who doesn't keep chickens or show chickens that you did this, they'd say you're mad. As Jenny begins to rub the shampoo into her big blue coach and cock, he obediently sits on the stool, looking straight at her. So then, now we have to get the next part to make our life easy. You'd be surprised at how good they really are. They get used to it after a while. This is where tricks of the trade can come into play. Things tried and tested passed down. You, can grab that. you hear rumours of the occasional owners rubbing marmite into the legs of their chickens to ensure they appear a bright yellow, See? or of chickens who've had some of their feathers dyed to ensure they conform to their breed standard. See, they love this. All tricks that the astute national and international judges would be on the lookout for. Come here, Poppet. In Jenny's case, she's taken a couple of tricks from the horse arena into the chicken arena. And so the expensive horse shampoo that's usually reserved for the best racehorses in Ireland, is lovingly rubbed through the feathers on Jenny's big blue boy, all in the hope of giving him an edge on competition day. And people say they don't do it, but I buy the expensive horse shampoo. With the colour enhancers. You just, just as if you were going to wash your own hair. Just give him a nice little... Just a nice little wash. Beautiful smell. Nice little wash. And see, the nice thing about the horse shampoos is they're made for horses and they give them some shine. And you can get them, you can get the shampoos according to your colors. So you can get them in your blacks and your grays and your chestnuts for your, we use the chestnut color for our buffs and we use the, the gray shampoo for the partridge and for the silver birds and the gold birds. And well, we use all different colors people say they don't use it but they do they'll say oh yeah just a good baby shampoo a good baby shampoo oh yeah that's all you need they're lying he's very relaxed about the whole thing isn't he he's been washed a few times so he doesn't mind it you know they get they actually get kind of used to it and I think they secretly like the attention some of them now I washed one of the fellas Brutus and I, he we were going to show him this summer, and I washed him. Well, I tried to wash him, and he did not like it at all. He bit me. He did everything. Oh yeah, he went. He just did not like it. So, needless to say, Brutus doesn't show. <laughs> <laughs> no, as long as they're good and they're quiet and they're nice, that's all you do. It's just a bit of a. Just want to make sure that underneath the tail is all nice and clean. Right. Why don't you just shower them off? And shower them off! <laughs> but you'll be amazed now when you see all the dirt that come, does come off them. Come on, Poppet. Come here. Come here, big guy. And you know what the best part about that is? He'll only do it once. Right, Papa, hang on. Come on. You can actually see how much the um, how much feather there is to him. Because he does. He looks small now, doesn't he? Mm. 
But I mean, when they're wet there, some of those feathers are yeah. 8, 10, 12 inches long even. Yeah, they're they're long. They're Yeah, they'd be, some of the ones would be about a foot long, yeah. See how big he is. It really adds to the size, doesn't it, the, the feathers? Yep, yep. Right, now we bring her in here. So you just oh. wrap him up in the towel here in the living room oh. now? For yeah, no, he's just going to hang out in the living room for a few minutes. Sit up there. Just get the excess water off him. So this is your, I assume this is Willie's hair dryer, is it? Yeah, it's Willie's. <laughs> and this is it. It's kind of on a medium heat. For the next hour. You are joking me. I'm serious. I'm serious. An hour. To dry her out fully. Yeah. Whilst all this is going on, outside the living room window, Humpy, the Rhode Island Red with the spinal deformity, is looking in and fussing around as if she was important as all these show chickens. She reminds you of the mad Egypt who jumps up behind the bride and groom in the wedding photos. Willie and myself decide to leave Jenny at it and head out for his workshop. In addition to making the coops for his own chickens, Willie has now set up a little enterprise where he makes and sells coops to whomever wants to buy them. An extra sideline is the jumps he's recently started to build for the local equine centre. There seems to be a lot of connections between horses and chickens around this place. Started doing them play, play jumps then before Christmas and they're after taking off as well. So For the horses, is it? Ponies? No, young lads. They just jump them. We got into the equine centre in Clamwell. So they've been going good as well. That's, I'll just show you, they're out here. Well, there's one of the legs left out here. So are you saying the lads jumping with no horses, eh? Oh, yeah, young lads. <laughs> so they'd be going around pretending they're horses, is it? Yeah, uh, they have some kind of a competition at the end of the hunts and all that. That's, that has to be painted, like. Just this is your it. drying rack here now? Yeah. I'll have it now for another week and then I'll be told to... They hate the premises. <laughs> <laughs> the chickens coming in here. That's what they are. God almighty. They seem to be a bit of a craze. Fantastic, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. It was great there Christmas for us. Yeah, you'd be tipping away. Look away. Small yeah. bits. You'd be doing a lot. Enough to feed the hens. <laughs> that kind of yeah. Humpy in again after us. Hi. Humpy in again. Oh, yeah. True to Jenny's word, about an hour later, the blow dry finally comes to an end. She calls Willie in for a bit of help on the final beauty treatment. Right, now Willie's going to be so nice and he's going to help me. He's going to hold him. And we're just going to give his toenails a little bit of a trim. Because the last thing you want is you want... You don't want him getting upset with you, with the judge and taking an eye out of the judge. So just a little toenail clippers, just to kind of take the tip off the his toenails. Ooh. I haven't gotten blood yet. Do you want to put him in towel? He's not as fond of, fond of Willie, is he? No. So, trim back the spurs a little bit, so because the spurs... If he's a bit grumpy, 
You don't, if you get a judge in a bad mood and you have sharp toenails and you scratch the judge, they don't tend to look too highly on that. So you just take the tips off the toenails. <laughs> He's upset with you. <laughs> too much attention. <laughs> yes, I know, dear. Almost done. Uh, it's like you don't want to go too short because if you go too short, you'll get the click. Yeah. So you just want to. Just... What's wrong? Shh. At this stage, Jenny and Willie's fertilised eggs have been in the incubator for about 10 days, which is roughly halfway through the time it takes for an egg to turn into a chick. Inside the shell, the chick's head will be up at the wide end, with its legs curled up and its bum nuzzled down into the thin end. 10 days in, all the vital organs and limbs have already formed. From here on in, it's about growing bigger and stronger by the day. Eighteenth of February, two thousand and twelve. The morning of the national competition is finally here. Wet morning for Willie. I arrive up to Willie for about six a.m. Jenny has already gone to work. Early morning gallops. No, first mile. And so Willie is left with the job of packing up all the show chickens, loading them up. That's brandy, is it? Yeah. And making the slow and winding fifty-mile journey up to Gertine Agricultural College in North Tipperary. There's no, no problem waking up here every morning, anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> Willie isn't the only one in the mood this morning. Today, about 500 chickens from all over the island of Ireland are making their way towards the national championships. And so in every corner of the country, the same story is taking place. Chickens being loaded up and dreams of a national champion. Which one have you high hopes for now today? The buff. He's... Oh, I mean, they're already. He's a good big bird. And this is her silver partridge. Oh, that silver partridge is amazing. Yeah. Who's this lady now? That's Cuckoo Coochin. Put a cock in a hen into each crate just in case two cocks start fighting. It's not as easy as you might think, you know, loading up championship chickens. So this is the big black. This is the big black. He's fairly lively in the mornings. There's no problem with the cuckoos. He's just a man. They'll settle down, not a comment, they. You just get used to it. But sure, I suppose it's not their average day either, you know what I mean? Oh, I didn't know. He's used to you know, run with his hens. But when they go then into the cages, they're wicked quiet. They settle down great. There's lots of them around them. This is her big blue. He's very quiet. He's kind of... Seems to be used to being handled. So sure he's the fellow we were washing the last day? Yes, that's him. Put shine on him now and all. 
as we begin to load up the crates of show chickens into the back of Willie's white Ford Transit van. Someone else has notions of coming along too. Humpy, who has absolutely no business at a national championship. Right, so load them up. With loads of personality. She's looking to go up as well, is she? Uh-huh. Get out of it, Humpy. She wants a cage of her own. Huh? <laughs> she's looking for a cage of her own. Maybe she's jealous. Humpy's in again. She's like, she, she wants to go. <laughs> <laughs> she's cleaned it up a lot, but she's up your brain. That's what she meant. <laughs> uh, she got him. There she's out now. We head off. Willie, with the chickens in the back of his van, and a map printout and sat-nav in hand. Me, following on in my car. Two hours later, we finally arrive. After a few wrong turns and a bit of unexpected sightseeing, but we're here, and it's time to get the birds caged up before the 10 a.m. shut-off point, at which time the judging begins. I'd say I took the wrong, the wrong turn. Somewhere along the line. Ah. Uh, that would be unusual, like me. <laughs> the setting up. I don't know how it works. Sometimes. We're going to the car park just inside the gate by the road. There are cars, jeeps and vans here from every county in Ireland. There's lots of people milling around, a good few stalls with poultry paraphernalia on sale and a chipper van that's frying up, amongst other things, chicken burgers. As we make our way into the massive show hall, nothing can prepare you for the collective sound of ducks, turkeys, geese and chickens all talking away to each other. What happens though? You have to find your, your cage numbers, is it? Yeah, just find your cage numbers along in the nineties anyway. What's your first one there now? I have the two one leaving the 91. In front of us are over 500 cages. Somewhere in the bedlam, Willie has to find the nine that are allocated to his birds. I do be buff now, he's As each of their birds are placed into their numbered cages, Willie applies the final touches to this beauty competition. Johnson's baby oil, carefully rubbed into the comb and wattle of each of their birds, making them a lovely ruby red in colour and which the birds seem fairly happy about. It kind of shines them up to baby oil, doesn't it? Oh, it does, yeah. It brings out the comb on them. You know what? <laughs> the cage shows them off very good, doesn't it? Oh, it does, yeah. They've loads of room, like. With all nine birds in place, everything's looking good. That is, until a cock in a next-door cage to one of Willie's lads feels he already has had enough of the show and makes a dart for freedom trying to force his way out through the top of his cage. 
After a number of helping hands restore a bit of calm and with extra ties to prevent any escape, there's a lot of head shaking. People saying the wannabe runaway cock wasn't pen trained, just brought out of an open shed and into a cage today for the first time. Most show bird owners will have pen trained their birds weeks before they get to the show, trying to keep them calm to show off their wares. Oh God, they're busy inside there, isn't it? Yeah, some nice in there, it's gas. It's all shapes and sizes of birds inside. Isn't there, yeah? What are you thinking now when you see some of the competitors? <laughs> Not much competition. In for a penny, in for a pound, sure? Oh yeah, it's a day out anyway. Away from the hay, the hay house. So what's, what's the story now for you? Just got back, clicked Jenny. To see then how she gets on. What time are you hoping to be back up for? Oh God, about 12 o'clock. Not 12, but 1 o'clock. It should get back up here by then. As Willie heads back home to pick Jenny up after her early morning walk in the gallops. Right, Willie. The national and international judges begin their adjudication process. Is everyone in white coats or stewards? Is stewards, that yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. Either stewards or judges, so... Okay. The judging takes a bit of time which gives me a little time to meet some of the other people around here. Well, I'm Jenny Nolan, and I'm the Assistant Secretary for the Irish Society of Poultry Fanciers. And this is our national show in Gartine. It's held every year. So everyone comes from all parts of the country, everywhere and anywhere, all of our members. Penning was for 10 o'clock, so everyone has to be penned and in their cages. Then judging is going to kick off at around half 10, 11 o'clock. So it'll take the judge maybe an hour or two to go through all of the birds. And then they'll pick out their class winners, so first, second and third in each class. And then they'll pick out champion of the section. Then they'll go up on championship row, and then overall champion will be taken from all the champions on row. And that should be at around, prize given is going to be around three o'clock. So then all the trophies will be given out. And in terms of, we'll say, anybody who scoops the first prize here today in their class, yeah. realistically, what does that mean to the bird, to them, etc.? Well, if they've bred it themselves, the pride of, they've won... They've, they've got champion of Gartine, like So this is the Irish Society of Poultry Frontiers. It's their All-Ireland. Like. It's, it's a fairly big deal if you get champion of champions here. Round the corner, there's some stalls. Mary O'Dwyer from Clocky Hen Poultry Supplies is standing in the freezing February cold. She, along with all the other poultry suppliers here, has everything in the world you could possibly want to buy for your chicken. Mary's own story is the same as many around here. She started out with a few but now has nearly a little chicken village. Yeah, it's uh, mainly the, um, the health products that I specialise in. I have an awful lot of the feeders and drinkers. Then we do the wormers and kind of uh, poultry boost products and anything else to do with the, the mites and the lice and things like that. And, uh, a few books and egg packaging. It's a bit, a bit of everything to keep it going. There can be a bit of work in them, can't there? It'd be an awful lot of work in them. Say I started off myself there a while back and... Um, you, you kind of go from about three or four to 108 and <laughs> you do be a bit sorry at times that you started off when you've got to clean out five or six houses every, every week but when it comes to hatching and incubating and all that it's it's enjoyable then of course the excitement to know will you have a hatch and will it be successful and it's, it's good, good fun Three hours later Jenny and Willie arrive back nervous How are you doing? Good, how are you? Very well 
Are you having fun? I'm having fun. So, what are the hopes? I don't know. Just hope I get it placed at least. At least placed. You'll be happy then. Before they find out the results, I managed to grab a quick word with a man who'll be handling and feeling his way through every bird here today. One of the judges. Hello. Now then, young man. I'm Martin Crowther. I'm 59 years old and I come from Huddersfield in West Yorkshire. I've kept poultry for 50 years and I've judged them for the last 45. So, so you came over specifically here. You're a senior judge today, yeah? There's four of us. We're all the same and we just pick our own birds from each section uh, and put them up into what they call the championship row. And then we go between us and pick which is the show champion and the reserve show champion. And in terms of, the, we say I've been following a couple who, who keep coachings and they were competing here today. In terms of judging a coaching, what are the types of things that you look out for as a judge? Well, you've got, you were originally, Tim, what they call British poultry standards. And every breed of poultry has a British poultry standard. Scale of points for everything from size, type, colour, condition, cleanliness, and you work to that. So when you judge a bird, you have the standards in your mind, you assess it, and it's on a points system, which are not written down when you judge them, but you know them in your head. And on days like today, does it get fiercely competitive now amongst people who are showing? Oh, yeah, it does. I mean, for this show, it's only once a year, so all the locals, it's their chance to beat the neighbours, the friends, so they prepare the birds for this show. And it's shown today that there's so many of the birds at the peak and shown at the best because it's their main show of the year. And it shows in the standard of birds that's here. Yeah. Just after 3 p.m., the doors reopen and all competitors are left back in to see if their birds have a coveted rosette pinned to the front of their cage. With so many birds and so many cages, it can take a while to figure out what, if anything, you've won. Wait, let me see here. Kindly chicken. 95. In Jenny's case, her nine coachings were spread across the four individual coaching class prizes that were on offer this year. Hello. We got second prize with our big, with the big fella now. Delighted with that. 88. A cuckoo, but not mine, got first. Second. Who got third? That's Tim. That's my buff boy. I thought he'd do a bit better, but he's a bit kind of sun bleached. Oh, lovely. We, we got third. We got third. Our blue boy got third. We got second in the black. Who won, who won the black? 96 won the black. Let's find out who that is. 98 got third. I'm delighted now. I got two seconds. Let's see how our girls did. What numbers are we? We are 105, 106, 107. Yes, the model got first. I'm delighted. Hello, princess. That's good now. That's good. What is it? Two seconds, a first and a third. That's good. That's good. I'm delighted now my model's one. I thought she'd do a bit better. I thought my buff would do a lot better than that, but that's okay. Just depends on the judge on the day. I'm delighted now with that. That's lovely now. 
with four rosettes in their back pockets, Jenny, Willie and their nine cochins happily head for home. The eggs in the incubator should be hatching out any time now. And just in case you're wondering, a black cochin hen, owned and bred by James Nolan from County Wexford, was awarded best in breed in the cochin class. And the overall show champion. At the 2012 Irish Society of Poultry Fanciers 25th National Show was an absolutely stunning Bantam Indian Gamecock, bred and owned by Martin and Raymond McGovern from County Fermanagh. Two days after the show, Jenny's eggs in her incubator began to hatch. In the end, after a two-day labour, she got 20 chicks out of 50 eggs, and in the process, found out one of her cocks is infertile, and some of her ladies have gone past childbearing age. How's it going? A week later, I'm back and feathered to see the next generation. Hey, Willie. Can you stand this since we met last time? Oh, oh quite. And perhaps a new national champion. Who knows? Hey, Jenny. These are our new babies. Next show. Hopefully now we'll have a few champions out of here. And if you just look in here under the light, the one closest to us looks like it's going to be a mottled. You can see the bit of white coming through. Yeah. So there's... A model, there's a cuckoo, and then the rest of them in there are all the partridge. And then in the very back, there's a few blacks. And there's a splash in there and a buff and a white. And you've no idea now at this stage, like, whether they'd be really good birds or... You can... Right now, I'd be really happy with the size. Right now, what you're looking for is just good, good size, big healthy chicks so you'd be delighted with how big they are you want like coachings it's all about the size about big birds everything's back to normal at least until the next competition the show chickens are out of their boxes the hens wander around their large pens with the cocks keeping an ever watchful eye some of them have rosettes and some have not Willie is pottering around the yard making chicken coops and at his heels as ever the misshapen little Rhode Island Red, our friend Humpy, who pays no heed to rosettes and certificates because in her head, she's number one. Is there a hold one? I'd love to. Oh. They're already getting strong and everything. You can see how strong they are. Hopefully a champion. Put her back down with her friends. Go on. Ah, they're gorgeous. Aren't they? Love them. 